0: what's
1: new how is the word treating you? my name is Ed Peters and I welcome you to another broadcast of what's new we return today to Matthew chapter 21 moving on to verses 18 through 22 in these verses Matthew gives us his account of Jesus cursing the fig tree if the fig tree is symbolic of the nation of Israel, then Jesus is referring to its outward form of ritualistic, lifeless religion, only leaves and no evidence of fruit. This form of religion he condemned. As at the time of Jesus' earthly ministry, the nation of Israel was going through a religious form without any power They had turned what God had given them into a dead, lifeless ritual, which was no longer accomplishing God's purpose. So Jesus's cursing of the tree was a symbolic act. His condemnation of Israel and its devastating judgment was seen in AD 70. Now, here in these verses, Jesus also gives his disciples a lesson in prayer that there should be faith in prayer. They marveled when they saw the fig tree withered away. Jesus tells them that their problem is that they have no faith to believe that God can move in such miraculous ways. Now, here are verses 18 through 22 and Matthew writes, in the morning as he was returning to Jerusalem, he was hungry and noticed a fig tree beside the road he went over to see if there were any figs, but there were only leaves. Then he said to it, Never bear fruit again. And soon the fig tree withered up. The disciples were utterly amazed and asked, How did the fig tree wither so quickly? Then Jesus told them, Truly, if you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, move over into the ocean and it will. You can get anything, anything you ask for in prayer, if you believe.
0: Christ we do all.
1: The history of the early church shows that the apostles did have faith. According to Luke, they met, they prayed, and then went out and shared the good news of the gospel, changing the hearts and minds of the people around them. Their faith was in the power of God to change lives. Now, here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder.
2: One of the attributes of Jesus that we like most is his limitless and unconditional love. It's true that Jesus was God's love incarnate. But there was another side to Jesus which we dare not miss, and that relates to judgment. When he commanded the demons to leave in the country of the Gadarenes, he permitted them to enter the pigs, knowing, of course, that the pigs would make their way to the lake and drown. Here in Jerusalem, he drove the animals and the money changers out of the temple, perhaps with a whip. Jesus also spoke much about hell. We cannot just see Jesus or God as absolute love without seeing the other side. I come today to an incident which has been questioned by many. It's the one where Jesus cursed the fig tree. Jesus had spent the night not in Jerusalem where it wasn't safe for him, but in nearby Bethany. Now Matthew writes, early in the morning, As he was on his way back to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree on the road, he went up to it, but found nothing on it except leaves. Then he said to it, May you never bear fruit again. Immediately the tree withered. That's Matthew 21, 18 to 19. Sounds harsh for Jesus. Let's look at it. A fig tree bears fruit before the leaves are fully out. When the leaves are out, the fruit is already there. At the time of year when this incident occurred, the fruit would still have been green, but it would have been edible, tart but edible. Jesus was hungry, and he saw the leaves on the tree. The leaves pointed to the promise of fruit. Jesus had every right to expect fruit. The leaves advertised that there was fruit. To all appearances, this was a fruit-bearing tree. I believe Jesus chose this tree, knowing that there was no fruit on it in order to make a point. The day before, he had experienced the walk down the Mount of Olives into Jerusalem with the acclaiming crowd shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. But upon entering the city, the voices of the crowd were soon stilled. The triumphal entry, while appearing genuine, was little more than a façade. Jesus knew it. Now he came into the city and he entered the temple where Jesus found a great deal of activity. The place of worship seemed to be a busy place. It appeared to be an active worship center. But Jesus soon discovered that it was really a den of robbers and thieves. The busyness was little more than a façade. Now the chief priests and teachers of the law were indignant at Jesus. He got his authority apparently from his popularity. Even the little children loved him. Jesus must have felt that he needed to address that whole situation of superficiality, of the lack of faith, and of the clear and open hypocrisy of his people. On his walk from Bethany, Jesus saw the fig tree. It had leaves, but no fruit. It promised so much, but delivered nothing. The leaves looked good. There should have been fruit, but there was none. Jesus addressed the fig tree, saying, You may never bear fruit again. Being Lord of creation, the tree withered. The disciples were amazed. So Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and do not doubt, Not only can you do what was done to this fig tree, but also can you say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Looking at this incident this way, within the context, Jesus might well be saying to his people, you have all the promise of fruit. The leaves are there and they are showing, but they're not producing. There's no fruit. The issue, according to the words of Jesus, which I just read, is genuine faith and righteousness. That was missing in that generation. The representatives of that generation had turned against Jesus the Messiah. There was no faith that what God had promised he would do and that great things were happening that would split history. I believe that what Jesus said to that generation of his people he is saying to all people of every generation. Far from being a harsh act of Jesus, it was a loving act designed to call people to faith in him and to walk in righteousness. This incident was for all who make a show of fruit, but whose lives are barren of righteousness, only a show of piety without reality. That generation of Jesus used the temple, but they used it for profit. Religion for profit. Sounds contemporary. Later, Jesus has some very harsh words to say for the teachers of the law and the Pharisees in chapter 23. Over and over, he calls them hypocrites. That's really what it is. They put on a great act of devotion and piety, they advertise their fruit. But like that fig tree, it's only leaves. The fruit which should have been there was missing. Their religion, like those leaves, was only a facade. The center is always Christ. It is on him that faith rests. He must be faith's object. Among contemporary evangelicals, there is a move on the part of some to make Christianity God-centered rather than Christ-centered. This leads to the idea that salvation isn't only in Christ. There might be other ways, as long as there is a faith in God, whatever you call him. Jesus here unequivocally centers faith in him as God's unique Son and Savior. Those early Christians using the symbol of a fish had it right, Jesus, Christ, God, Son, and Savior. That says it all.